Hello, everyone, and welcome to IACast episode 121. My name is Michael Doeys, and this is a very interesting episode number. You can reverse it. It's a palindrome. Yes. You can you can reverse this number as many ways as you want. And so. you're still going to get 121. One. Yes. So there's not many of those. So... We haven't had one since 99. Right. Well, 111. 101. Well, 111. And 101. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to think that it's been, you know, a week since this happened. And to talk about it, we have Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. And Jason Earls. Hello, everybody. I was and wondering yes. if you were going to forget. Like, No, no. <laughs> I was like... We have our <laughs> Apple crew in the house to talk WWDC. Apple in the house. Yes. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. And it's not Dub Dub. Donker. That ain't Dub Dub. <laughs> so, Aaliyah, let's start off with our one non Apple news topic. Well, it's kind of related to Apple, and that is if you own an Orbit Reader 20, you will be able to. Now update the display through the use of an SD card. You'll need to upgrade the bootloader using Windows. But after that, you will now be able to update using an SD card. And so you can update on your Mac or wherever you can put an SD card. So really cool. You know, I need to get a USB-C to uh, SD card reading uh, dongle because I don't have an SD card slot on my Mac anymore. So that's interesting, and that might be a Braille display I look at this summer at convention. So, Yeah, convention! And that's coming right. up. Yes, iAccessibility will once again be at NFB 2019. And we may have Thanks. some secret giveaways. Ooh, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. And then the plethora of updates and news and everything that came out of wwdc can we just shorten it to listen to the special <laughs> listen to the special but uh you yeah, know some much. things that i've found out since the special are pretty interesting i've played around with swift ui and it's amazing it puts us on equal footing with people who are sighted you could write the same code. You could do all the same things, and it's really fantastic. And so I want to start actually going in and playing with Swift UI and learning it for future apps. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I think it's really cool, and the fact that storyboards are a non-issue now is is really awesome. Um, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I think that it's really nice that you know we are on the same playing field and. Things are going to be a bit, I don't know if seamless is the right word, but a bit more seamless, but a bit a bit more consistent across macOS and i slash iPad. Okay, fine. Across Apple OS. Yeah. Guys, from now on, when I talk about everything, I'm going to refer to it as Apple OS. <laughs> um and it, it may but, eventually come to that. Because know? we're not going right? to say iOS, Mac OS, Apple, or TV OS, watch it. <laughs> she can't even do yeah. it. <laughs> iPad, but, Mac, iPhone, like Apple right. Watch. Everything. Apple TV. Yeah, just, just, do you all think they would go back to calling it iPhone OS? I yeah. 
Maybe. Well, if they're trying to get rid of that eye thing that they've always been associated with. Well, that depends because, well, they could call it phone OS, but then, I mean, that would make for weird naming convention for the iPod. What would your iPod run, right? Pod OS? (laughs) (laughs) So, well, it's iPad OS, so I don't know. It's, It's very interesting, you know, how these things have changed. And I really think one of the craziest things they've changed on the mobile side is shortcuts. They've really improved that. And we didn't really talk about that in our wrap-up. But basically, you can do things like time-of-day shortcuts. So if you wanted to create a tweet queue, you could do that. Um, You could do when you enter or leave a place. You could do things. If you want to, you know, it's when you open an app, have things happen. So technically... You could have it when you open an app on your phone, start your toggle timer. That's impressive. Yeah, it'd be that's that's very interesting. There's now new actions to change your wallpaper, change playback destination, and all kinds of new stuff. We're installing TVOS betas, playing with, you know, user account support. It's just so much. And that brings us to our topic today that we'll talk about in a moment about it has Apple reached the point where they are with other companies as far as computing power and what you can do with these things. Yeah, that'll that, it's going to be an interesting thing to to see what everybody's perspectives are. I'm not going to spoil mine. So that, you know, I know it doesn't sound like we have a lot of news, but if you really go back and watch the WWDC perspective wrap-up show that we did, you'll learn a lot about our thoughts on this stuff. And there's so much more that we didn't talk about. And that it's just, it's so much to wrap your head around that. The best thing to do is to watch the WWDC videos, watch all the things and learn as much as you can, because this year really was a mind blowing year for Apple. Oh yeah. And like, I think even on Apple's main webpage, there's a link to watch the uh, keynote for the, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, current WWDC. Yeah, it's two hours and 15 minutes of crazy. But I mean, it's fun. When Apple spends five minutes per OS on some things. <laughs> the poor the poor Apple TV, like it got no love. Right, but it was a big update. Yeah, well, uh, I mean. Apparently, like the Mac Pro got most of the time. Comparatively to other things, like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, and, you know, allow me to say that the Mac Pro is not marketed at us, guys. That specked out $50,000 machine is not marketed at us. It's marketed as at the Disneys of the world that are making huge projects and need right. that kind of power. And they're not and by going the way- to worry about dropping that kind of money on it. Right, and by the way, that number, that $50,000, is not far from the truth. I think, um, didn't we see, uh, one of us saw something about if you spec out those Macs, it's like $35,000, and that's not even including the that's storage only an options estimate. that you can... That is only an estimate. I don't think we have seen official prices. Ooh. 
I think those are only based on market. We know they start at like five to six thousand. Yeah, but we haven't seen the spec'd out prices yet. I don't think. Yeah, but, but either way, this is not marketed to the everyday. No. Somebody made Mac the joke. By you means. buy a Mac Pro or a Tesla three. Or a Tesla Make Model three. Yeah. Or a te- <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I bet the Mac Pro though has enough power to drive a Tesla Model three. Right. <laughs> So all of that, and, you know, we want to talk about something uh, for a moment that is a little bit more realistic, and that is app development. You know, now that we have Swift UI, we have all these things, we have opportunities to build apps for folks. And if you're looking to have an app built, then we can help you with that. Our prices will be on the website at iaccessibility.net, but we will build you an app affordably and effectively and accessibly that will allow you to have all of your customers be able to use the app. So we offer that and we also offer the ability for you to learn how to build your own apps. So that's on our online training section of our website. So you want to build apps or have an app built, we've got you covered. So head to iaccessibility.net to learn more. So Short answers. No. <laughs> is Apple caught up yet? No. What do you think, Jason? <laughs> There's my answer. You know. No, I think that was more like... Whatever. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the simple answer, the simple yes or no answer, I think would be yes, but I'll expand on that. Um, later That's on in the show. not what you said earlier. Uh-oh. I was joking earlier, you, madam. You I was said poking no earlier. fun at people earlier. No, you weren't. You were serious. Uh-oh. I We've got not- some disagreement going on here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start out. Uh, me, I'm a yes. But <laughs> Leah, why are you a no? I'm a no because I just don't think I think that Apple stayed stagnant so long on movement for the Mac moving it forward and moving Mac OS forward that we've lost some of our capabilities on the Mac as far as apps that exist for it and are being developed actively for it and I think that especially coming at it from a voiceovers perspective no absolutely not would i open a document in pages or even in microsoft word for the mac for my school and expect it to be completely formatted and completely ready to turn in no absolutely not i would still use word for that on windows because just the mac still hasn't reached a productivity level that i could trust it in working with my schoolwork and that's sad. That's hard for me to say, but it it still is, unfortunately. Okay. Jason, how about you? So to further expand upon my answer, I feel like, yes, Apple has caught up in certain areas. But not fully. I feel like... So your answer is no. <laughs> what? But not fully. So your answer is no. See? 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 <sighs> <laughs> I should have said my answer was yes, but. 
Well, you, you know what they say about <laughs> that, right? About the word but? The word but ignores everything before it. So, your answer is still no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, no. <laughs> Yay! But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain yourself why you're so indecisive. Sir, okay. I happen to know where you will be in the next two weeks. I will find you. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I'll record it. The ambulance will be a witness to my demise. <laughs> I know how to turn them off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously. But seriously, um, the reason I'm so indecisive is because I do feel like Apple has caught up in some areas, but in other areas they have not. You know, as Aaliyah said, with voiceover and productivity on the Mac, I don't think that Apple is there yet. I was really hoping for more improvements in voiceover in Catalina, and I understand this is beta one. Things can be added in the future, but... You know, I was I was still hoping to see more than I've seen. Now, as far as like on a purely hardware level, especially with the 15-inch MacBook Pros and the new iMac Pro, yes. I was reading some articles that are claiming that the Mac Pro has some configurations that just are not possible on an equivalent PC version of the same system with similar specifications. So... In that sense, yes, I feel like they have caught up. Now, what Aaliyah was referring to earlier is before we started the show, I said, no, Apple has not caught up because they haven't created a touchscreen Mac. And I still kind of feel that way. Whether Apple likes it or not, that's what people want. They want touchscreen computers. Now, to be fair, there are still people who are perfectly happy that they don't have a touchscreen machine. Interestingly enough, I find that I'm... Like, as far as my iPad, which can be used with a keyboard or a touchscreen, I am more of a keyboard person than a touchscreen person, depending on what I'm doing, especially typing. So, yes, but if you look at it from a sighted person's perspective, you've got so many two-in-one touchscreen options on Windows that run fully-fledged Windows or on Chrome OS that run fully-fledged versions of their operating systems. The touchscreen option you have right now, while it's admittedly getting better, the iPad is getting better, it's still not running full Mac OS. You can't code on it. You can't um, do heavy-duty audio editing or uh, video editing. Like, well, yes, okay, iMovie exists. Um, and, and certainly people think that that is adequate and that's that's fair but yeah and audio apps exist of course but sure but past a certain point you can't and so that's why it's it, that's another reason why i don't think they're caught up yet because yeah i'll tell you i'll go ahead and tell you that the in the new beta things have gotten much 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 better but there's still a long way to go okay so it's time for me to chime in two against one we win. Now, Jason's a half, so, you know... Still, one and a half to one, still a win! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Technically, it's one and a half to one and a half. Are you two people? I'm one, Aliyah's one, you're half... Half, well, he... 
You know what you, they say about straddling the fence, Jason. Eventually, it's going to hurt. <laughs> I'm going to get barbed wire somewhere. <laughs> wow. I did not expect this to go here, but this is kind of funny. I didn't either. Um, all I can say is I will protect... I will protect um, See... I, I think baby. he's. I think he's leaning my direction. <laughs> so, well, so, just wait you know, for me to. He's tipping off the fence. Just wait for me to add my portion, <laughs> and he might tip the other way. <laughs> so, <laughs> ouch! I'm sorry. Ouch. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I have to say to make a to make a reference to a podcast that we all know and love. Are you leaning right? <laughs> it depends. Are Which you way? right, or is Michael right? I am right. We'll see. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, see, all right. So, here's the thing. I do agree that they do need to work on voiceover. I do agree that they do need to do several of those things. And it is important and imperative that they do that and work with Microsoft to make Office better. You want my honest opinions? If they were going to kill any products, you know, like they have done in the past, off iWork. Yeah, but Microsoft Office should be a whole lot better before that happens. Because I, I can do visually everything that I can do in uh, Windows in Office for Mac. It just needs to be better with voiceover. Ooh, yeah. But I've, I feel like that is that should be a focus for Apple, is to work with Microsoft to make that better. Yeah, because some if of those they work things... work with Microsoft... Some of those things are not Microsoft's fault. There are certain drop-downs and certain things that are completely Apple's fault that they're not accessible. Now, here's my opinion on this. Yes, I would, and I've told you guys, I've told people in the show this before, I would love a touchscreen Mac. But the issue is, macOS doesn't support multi-touch. And it took Windows years to add that support, and it didn't go well. And so I feel like Apple is working on the things they need to before they even start even thinking about doing that. I... I think that the touch bar is great. It's cool, but it is not enough. And I'm really a big fan, though, of what they've been doing to make their products great. And with Catalina and iOS and iPad OS. Again, Apple OS. Yeah. They are, you know, simpler. Sidecar is going to be a very cool thing to be able to use your Mac with your iPad. Now, that does not mean you can two-finger double tap, or do any multi-touch gestures because, again, Mac OS does not have multi-touch support. It doesn't have anything built in remotely similar. And in fact, if you have multi-touch gestures in your app, you they actually have to translate it to something different. Now, the interesting thing is, I guess they changed that over to how the trackpad works. Like, if you use a trackpad with those gestures, it would work, but it it's interesting. But, you know, now that the Mac has iOS apps that come from the iPad, we're getting Twitter back. We're getting Facebook for the Mac. We're getting everything 
that we have on Facebook iPad. Messenger for the Mac. Anybody? Yes. Maybe if they if they port it that way. I'm if it's if it's better, if it's better, we'd have Microsoft Office on Mac from you know the individual application. So if they're more accessible, maybe if that, if see they turn that functionality on, it's not an auto port. Right. It is something that right. they have and to I, turn on. I have to say, well, there's a there's a couple things that I have been thinking of, Michael, as you've been speaking, and one of them is: Do we think that Project Catalyst is the catalyst for touchscreen <laughs> support on the Mac because of these iOS apps? I mean, if do do we think that is it is it possible? Do we think it's possible that Apple could actually? use Project Catalyst to take the touchscreen support from iOS and port it over to a touchscreen Mac? Or do you yes. think from a developer standpoint, it's more complicated yes. than that? And also the reason why logic I on say, iPad. The reason why I say that is because when we look at the Catalyst apps, they allow for the iPad apps to be transferred over to the Mac and be used seamlessly. I mean, there's nothing that you have to change except for certain libraries have to be recompiled and things have to be done, you know, to remove multi-touch and certain APIs that are just not supported. But it's the same code. I converted our iAccessibility app with a few bugs, but it runs in an hour. That is amazing. So anything that you could imagine doing on iOS, you're going to get on the Mac. That's why I feel like one of the things that Apple does really, really well, and they didn't always, but their connected services are just top notch. And now that we're going to have iCloud Drive link sharing and things like that, they're a competitor. They truly are. And because now with the iPad OS with the files and, and network drives and opening uh, things in different apps and doing what you can do with multi-window support and being able to do shortcut automations and do different things like that. It's not a far step in the future though, where we could have automations on folders in the files app or different things like that that we could only imagine doing on a PC or Mac. And now that we have previews, we have the ability to do quick look on the iPad. We have the ability to run shortcuts in different ways. It's a game changer because now if you buy out into the complete Apple ecosystem, then you have the power to really be successful by taking things from one device to another. And I have a feeling that this is also Swift UI is building out to allow for Xcode on the iPad. Because if you can write apps that show up and preview natively, then you're going to have the ability to build apps with the canvas like they talked about and being able to preview on device. It's the beginning of a catalyst for Apple. Logic. I still say on no. iPad. The the thing is that is this is a catalyst. I mean, let's not lie. This is the beginning of a transformation of Apple hardware. Unfortunately, I think the iPhone is going to stay very similar. It's going to stay the iPhone. Not much is going to change. I mean, there's going to be more automation and more connected devices support, but it's not going to be 
the main computing device that it's been in the in the past. It's going to be a phone that can do a lot of stuff, but your iPad and your Mac or PC will be more essential to do things as things change, I think. I mean, Catalyst is going to allow us to do things on our Macs that, you know, we have our surfaces between the Surface Pro and the Surface Book. But let's be honest, how good is the connectivity of bringing files back and forth without using OneDrive? I mean, they have, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's similar to AirDrop. But I just don't feel like I can pick up a Surface and use it and then go pick up the other one and be back into what I'm working on as quick as I can between an iPad and another iPad or an iPad to Mac. Do y'all feel that way, or do y'all feel like the Windows platform has I it? don't know. I've never used a Surface. <laughs> I love how that was sing-songy, but I I feel like <laughs> yeah, I can. it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, OneDrive is kind of like iCloud Drive. It's the easiest way to move things between devices. And if, if you're in the Windows-y world, and so... For me, with I can run something on the Surface Pro and save it in OneDrive, pick it up again on my larger coding machine to keep working on it. And that's actually one thing that I that I really like doing. And I feel like it's close, but you know, if you're on an iPad and you save a document, you close it and you get on your Mac, I don't know. I just feel like the transition, the the feeling of handoff, I know that's not really using that, but even AirDrop. I would like to see Android and Windows come out with a feature similar, or I know they have features similar, but that's as integrated as AirDrop. But I feel like, and I'm not saying that Apple is beating Android or Windows, far from it. But I feel like I can now be as productive on a Mac, again, as I used to be as on a Windows device. Nope. And Jason, you keep talking about logic for iPad, and I I think the they may eventually bring that there. But you know there are already very you know Fearite is used by a lot of podcasters, right? And Fearite is um, actually a pretty good app. The only issue with it that I have seen is just a nitpicky issue that bothers me personally. I'm not necessarily saying it's a problem with the app. I just I like that. I, I don't like that you have to hit a key to make the playhead jump to where your edits are, but that's me. Like, Ferrite is just really nice. I mean, it's got it's got keyboard support. It's got all kinds of stuff, and 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 you can buy additional features for it. So, yeah, I, I would love to hear what people think about this because it is. Such an interesting thing because a lot of people have believed for a very long time, if you know, in the accessibility world or every other, that Apple, you know, the iPad or the Mac is not as productive as a Windows machine. But I feel like that's changing with, you know, now being able to run all these hundreds of thousands of iPad apps on your Mac and being able to do more with an iPad than you've been able to in the past. And now that we have iPad OS, there's going to be, you know, the, the point one, the point two releases will be iPad focused, not just iPhone. And I think that's going to be huge. So I'd like to bring up something really quick, Michael, if I, if I might. 
Sure. So during WWDC, when Apple was talking about, you know, the fact that iPad OS is iPad OS, and again, just now, I was thinking, you know, no matter how productive you can be on an iPad, the the problem is going to be the availability of ports that are physically on the device as far as, you know, lightning or uh, in the case of the new iPad USB-C, because you've only got one. But I'm like, how many ports does the MacBook have? Not the Pro, but just the MacBook. Doesn't or, it still only have like one USB-C port? One so, or two. I, I mean... one it was two, but... Maybe it is two, but I thought it was one. I think it's two. But it might be two, but... But either way, you don't have the same port availability on the MacBook or the iPad as you do on something like the MacBook Pro. But maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not everybody's going to need those number of ports. And if you do a lot of your productivity tasks that you need online, maybe that's not as big of an issue as I think it is. I mean, it is to me personally, but I don't know. Like, maybe. Well, and maybe let's that's be real. We buy high quality tech. The three of us, we buy very high quality tech. We buy iPad Pros and we buy MacBook Pros. But when you look at it, do people really need those things? And now that they have the support to hook up hard drives through, you know, the camera connection kit and SD cards that go into the files app, it's just like you have a computer. I mean, can somebody tell me what's the difference? The computer has a keyboard that's permanently attached to the machine. Not if you have a surface. Uh, right. <laughs> um uh, the the I think the Honestly, there is no difference. Taking advantage of the processing power to do more like desktopy things, you know what I'm saying? But that's the question though. That well, technically iPad... both devices are computers though. Even the iPhone is technically a computer. Right. But the question is what what constitutes desktop quality work, especially now that the browser on the iPad is a desktop quality browser, and the fact that they're bringing Photoshop, desktop quality Photoshop to iPad, you know, where, you know, I could process 4K video faster on my iPad than most computers. Not my new machine, but definitely much faster than my uh, machine that I'm recording on right now. It still boggles my brain. <laughs> Yeah, this one's a, a, a quad-core uh, i7 from 2015. Right. And, you know, that iPad Pro, which is much is 11 inches, will run circles around it. I just don't... I don't feel like the, the feel of the OS is quite the same as the feel of either desktop OS. I just don't... Well, to be fair, the feel of Chrome OS is different, too, but... Some people consider that to be a full-fledged, you know, computer. It does what they want. I can tell you from a user perspective that it definitely feels a bit different than, say, Mac OS or Windows. And I'm not just talking from, I mean, I'm talking a lot from an accessibility perspective, but not just an accessibility perspective. I feel like window switching and, and the ability to multitask is is restricted. Like, for example, on my Windows PC, I could have a YouTube video and a couple other tabs in my in my web browser, and then I could have, you know, messaging of some sort open along with my email application and all of that, and I can easily just 
switch between those and very quickly have access to those. And I just don't feel like the experience is quite the same. It's okay. I do have to say that we need to stop with this whole like command tabbing through all recent applications. I feel like we should only be able to command tab through applications that are open when you have a keyboard attached. Yeah. To your iOS device. And I do think that needs to change. But I do feel like because now you can have two windows open, two of the same app, and then you could have the what do they call it? The um slide over with as many apps as you want open at any given time with its own app switcher. The only problem you still run into, though, is multi-audio support across applications. You know, I I have been beating that dead horse for years. I know. And Poor I, pony. Why does I'm a pony sure that horse's spirit is just wanting me to to stop torturing it. Will but you I'm stop not. using our show to promote cruelty to animals? <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to let in to Apple on this issue. This is one of the things that keeps iOS, iPadOS from being desktop quality. See, 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 not there. That's the only thing in my book. Everything else can be worked on, but this is one of those core OS things that needs to change. Well, Jeff was talking, because um, he's listening to our show, he was talking while we were cut about, he, he, he sort of asked a question. And that question was, is, and, and I don't think I'm going to quite ask it the way he had asked it, but basically his question was, do I feel like iOS is not as productive because of my, my um, lack of comfort with a touchscreen? Or... Is it because it just isn't as productive? Is it accessibility centric? The reason it's not as productive, you know, he was he was kind of asking that that type of question, and it's a very interesting question because there are certain things for voiceover users that are not going to be done as quickly that cannot be done as quickly using nothing but a touchscreen versus having access to a device with a keyboard, for instance. And I think keyboard access is going to help with that. I think it might, it take might. A, I think it, it'll take a year or two for it to mature completely. But even being able to hook up a mouse to the iPad, that's huge. You know, somebody was even telling me that or on a podcast we're talking about this, and I didn't even think about this. That means that for users that can play it, you could play your games with a keyboard and mouse, just like on a desktop. Now, that is truthfully amazing. The fact that we are now in a world where Apple is allowing for the same interfaces as a desktop or Android. Yes, there's audio issues with you know what we're talking about. Yes, I understand that. I think that's coming... You know, next year or the year after, I think we're going to be seeing that change as well. But also think about this. And this goes back to touchscreen Macs. And what we were talking about earlier with, you know, do we think Catalyst apps are the bridge to touchscreen? And I say yes. And this is why. Mac OS, Mac OS apps, as they are, do not make a lot of sense on a touchscreen. Just like your standard Windows apps do not make sense on a touchscreen. 
But the universal Windows apps that you could get from the Windows Store and from different places that have bigger touch targets do make a lot of sense, right? Just like iOS apps on a Mac make more sense for a touch screen, right? And maybe Apple might not continue building Mac-specific apps. Maybe they're going to go all Catalyst, too. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to have a tablet mode, kind of like Windows. I think they'll have these different things. But one thing with Apple that you'll see is they don't jump in headfirst like other companies. They're going to wait, and they're going to experiment and test the, you know what, out of it before they release it in the wild. And I know they've had touchscreen Macs for a long, long time in the labs. And they just haven't felt like it's worth, you know, the user experience was not as good as they'd like it to be. And they want to release a product that's going to be as perfect as it can possibly be. So I'm, I'm just really excited. You know, people on this show know that at one time I was a complete Apple fan. I would, you know, was not a Windows fan. And I'm still a big Windows fan. But I feel like Apple is leveling. I don't know that they've completely leveled but they're leveling the playing field. And so I feel like they're as productive. And I mean, let's even look at Windows on Twitter. The Windows Twitter app is not nearly as powerful as the touchscreen variant. You just said Windows on Twitter. I think you meant Twitter on Windows. Twitter on Windows, yes. <laughs> it's yeah, not you as, totally did. It's not as powerful as the mobile variants. The Twitter app on the Windows platform only supports one account. And that is not productive. You need, if you're a business, you need to be able to have your personal account and probably your professional. There's other apps to do the same thing, but, you know, they don't have the Twitter APIs that they once did. And so to be able to run a mobile platform's apps on the desktop and everywhere is going to be huge because basically you learn for one, you've learned for all, right? That's a huge concept that will help computer users get the most from their devices. So what would it take for Apple to, you know, I feel like they're almost at the level, if not at the level of same uh, prof professional use. And let's start by platform. What would it take on iPad for, for it to be as useful as a Surface, guys? It would have to get a fully fledged version of macOS. It would... That's just, that's the bottom line, because the Surface has a fully-fledged version of Windows. I can run Windows apps on my Surface. Well, again, with Project Catalyst, you could still run apps that are nope. made for the Mac Other through way, Catalyst. No, no, it will not work that way. You cannot run apps that were built for Mac on the iPad. That will not work. The only way that will work is that you will run Mac or apps made for iPad on your Mac. Then maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you do need to have a full-fledged version of Mac OS, which would only be able to happen, I feel like, if Mac OS gets multi-touch support. I don't think that's the answer, personally. I think the answer is to scale up iPad OS to do more and use the platform that's already available. I feel like if they could add more support, you know, for apps and allow for a little bit more opening of the system. Yeah, right. Ha! 
Um, just saying. <laughs> but I don't see them. I mean, and uh, honestly, I don't know that I'd want macOS on an iPad. I really don't. Not macOS as it currently is now, maybe. But if if honestly, the the platforms are pushing toward each other mm-hmm. at a at a rate which I think will or should eventually result in them merging because that's just i mean i i have said a couple of times that this mac or this ipad os beta feels very macy it it does well what i think they're going to do is keep doing that making it more mac like but i think it will have it will be very similar in a few years to mac os but it will be built more for ipad well, I, I, I'm wondering if they aren't going to do kind of what they did for years with the, with the, with iOS, and that is build features toward the iPad and the Mac so that the, the operating systems that they run are similar enough they can run under the same name, but different enough to be optimized for those devices. You know, that might be the case where the iPad and the Mac start sharing features mm-hmm. and where iPhone is just its own I thing. don't know that I would mind that, actually. As long as, you know, the busy feature didn't come over to well, iPad. Well, yes. <laughs> let's, not, let's, not, let's, not get, let's not get too carried away with their merging now. Safari busy. <laughs> I mean, but I would like to see Ugh. web browsers be able to be full web browsers, not WebKit browsers. So, like, if you have Chrome, you know, be it, let it use Chromium or Blink, whatever they call it, and, you know, have full support. But, you know, that download manager for uh, iPadOS looks just like the Mac one. I wonder what they would call an operating system like that. iPadOS? Part OS? of me says that, no, 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 I mean, if they, if, if Aaliyah's prediction comes true, and they are merged under one operating system that can run on both devices... I don't think that will happen. Would I it? think that they will just their their feature sets will be so close that it would be almost like they were. But I don't think they would merge the two unless they brought macOS to an ARM-based design. Well, I mean, maybe. But I feel like because macOS still mainly runs AppKit. You know, I feel like that's still a lot of stuff that would have to be converted. Because basically what we're looking at is the Mac is running iPadOS uh, apps, but it's just not running Mac apps. Uh, You know, iPadOS isn't running Mac apps. So they're almost the same. They really are. Well, nonetheless, I feel like we're in a very exciting time with what Apple is doing with Catalyst and Apple OS 13. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 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 now. Seriously, it's you just... Have to, you have to remember the Mac, which is on 10.15. <laughs> well, that's why I... Well, I guess I didn't say Catalina, did I? Nope. Okay, fine. Catalina Lapaloesist. <laughs> I don't know. But... <laughs> Whatever, but... See, we I, can't I think spell we're at... that well enough to put it as our podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> But, but but no, I, I do think that we're in a very exciting time and, you know, I've, I'm excited to see where this goes. You know, which of our predictions come true, which of them don't, how merged the operating systems become over the future uh, as we 
receive more and more updates and Apple does more and more work over the years. It's going to be very interesting, and I wonder how long it's going to be until I have to get a new iPad Pro. Quite a while, because yours is fairly <laughs> new. Yeah. That's true. I'm waiting a little bit. I love mine, but... I'm wondering if they're not going to put a second USB-C port on that thing. Where would they put it, though? The other side, maybe? Mm-hmm. No, I would, I would wager right next to it. Well, that would leave less room for speakers. There's plenty of room for speakers. It would be nice if we had a second port. At least then... Yes, it would. We could charge the device and use other things. Yeah. Because as it stands right now, obviously we need things need like the Belkin Rockstars. Yeah. Well, for our iPads, yes. But you would need some sort of hub. Right. For for the iPad Pro, the new one. But all right. I... I... You know, we didn't think this was going to be a very long discussion. <laughs> no, we did not. It's been going pretty pretty long. Do y'all have any final comments today? I still say no. <laughs> I think I've pretty much said mine. You know, no matter whether, regardless of of what jokes we may make, you know, I, I am actually really excited to see what happens in the future. I mean, I've been excited about the iPad ever since I owned one, but now I'm really excited about the iPad. I really want to see what happens with um, iPad OS. And as far as me, I'm, I'm still of the belief that the, the Mac and the iPads with these new software releases are really going to take the platform and its users to new levels of success. I feel like um, we are at a pivotal time where we need to report, report, report bugs, add, uh, you know, request features, change what we need to change, and then, you know, hopefully Apple will do what we they can do. But it's just a time of excitement where um, they did more than we thought they would do this year. You know, the iPad is so much more than what it was. The Mac is going to be reborn. And I'm sorry, but that's what it is. This is a rebirth for the Mac. Because being able to do things like this just is fantastic. It's just all your iOS games, folks, on the Mac. Fear. The well, ones, no, no, no. <laughs> no, maybe because not. fear implements direct touch, and I really don't think that that's going to work. I am not going to drop my Mac trying to run from some zombies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening. Well, you could flick left and right on your trackpad. Think about that. Yes, but they're going to have to implement some sort of direct touch thing so that voiceover won't listen to those gestures. Right, and what about applications that require you to physically turn your device in order to move your character around? Like what Papa Sung used to do back in the day. Oh my god, I want that game back. Ah, no! That will not act, those will not work on the Mac. No. But <laughs> but you any, said all All games. of your games that will be supported can go <laughs> over. So if you play, uh, I bet alt frequencies would work. No, again, direct uh, touch. But how do we know yeah, that there's true. not going to be a direct touch? Well, I just actually, Aaliyah, you can change the game's gestures. You can actually have buttons on screen. You don't have to necessarily or just turn use, off VO least, for that part. So. Well, yes, then you but, may not be able to do things because it uses right. It uses voiceover for some things, and mm, I was playing without voiceover on in alt frequencies. 
I just, I don't think it's going to work right. I really don't. I, because it's got to be able to intercept those gestures somehow. Or if you turn off. I mean, unless uh, there was a way to make like arrow keys perform touch mm -hmm. gestures or something. Maybe turning off trackpad commander would do it, but mm -hmm. I don't know. But the, the possibilities are there, right? The possibilities are endless as to what can be done. And that's what makes me the most excited is we're at this stage where Apple has made the Mac more than what it was. So with all of that being said, we're going to wrap this thing up today. So Jason, what's your pick of the week and where can people find you online? My pick of the week is a game that we did a game cast about alt frequencies. It's, that we just talked about. Is it, yeah, we just, yeah, we, that's true. <laughs> we just talked about it too. But um, it's a really fun game. Um, it's got professional voice acting. It's got professional music. It just sounds professional. It's like five bucks on the App Store. It's totally worth it. Totally awesome. I just got through one of the possible endings, um, which I didn't actually realize it had possible endings but based on how it ended it looks like it's got multiple endings i just got to one of them at some point last night and it's just it's so much fun to play it's a little confusing when you first get started we ended up uh on Skipping the game kind of yeah yeah we sort of did but it was also like a cold playthrough like right. you had not used the app previously and we purposefully we purposefully wanted to do the show that way and so <laughs> I, 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 uh, on the podcast, I said that I was going to buy it after the show and I bought it. Yeah, so. he did. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good game. It's awesome. And, the, and one of the nice things about it, as much as I love games that have like binaural audio in them and, and games that require the use of headphones, this is not one of those games. You do not need headphones to play this game. You can use your iPhone speaker. You can use a Bluetooth speaker. Which is really, really nice. It, it's nice to just be able to sit back and not worry about headphones falling out of your ears or, you know, being uncomfortable if you're laying down or something. That's just, that's, that's nice. So alt frequencies, it's in the app store. It's amazing. Buy it. That's my personal opinion. Um, but as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can... Search for me on Facebook, just search for Jason Rolls, and you can also find me on Twitter at JDE, that's Juliet Delta Echo 91. If you do decide to add me from social media, please let me know that you have found me from the IA Cast Network. All right, Aaliyah, what's your pick and where can people find you? My pick this week is the wonderful round little bundle of audio joy known as the HomePod. And, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm picking a device that I've had for a while. But, you know, I just want to say that with the new features coming to the HomePod, like multi-user support and the ability to transfer playing audio from your phone to your HomePod when you get home, it's really evolving. And I have to say the HomePod sounds amazing. Yes, it's $350. I get that. Or is it $299 now? Did no, they permanently drop it? I think they permanently dropped it. I think it's still two ninety nine. Um, still three hundred bucks. But I'm telling you, this device is amazing. It sounds good. It it learns your room and plays just wonderful, wonderful audio. And 
yeah, Siri's not that intelligent. I get it. I know. Um, but, you know, the the speaker itself makes up for that, I have to say. And honestly, Aaliyah, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the HomePod's best feature ever. Oh, what's that? The fact that the it... The ability... No. The fact that it's an Andrea 3D recording can holding device. <laughs> they fit perfectly around the HomePod. It's a perfect dummy head. Yes, it is. <laughs> We have a picture of that, actually. <laughs> uh, Might have to put that in the show notes oh now. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net. And you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. All right. So my pick this week is not a device, but a movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> I honestly was debating on whether you were going to pick that or whether you were going to pick, like, Apple OS, essentially. <laughs> nope. It's a movie. I went and saw Avengers Endgame yesterday, and oh, my God, that was amazing. I don't care if you're an action uh, movie fan or if you just like movies or, you know, anything. Very well done. Acting was superb. Just very... Great ending to a series. So it's still in theaters at the time of this recording. So go check it out. Avengers Endgame. Watch all the other movies first, but go check it out. All 20-whatever. 20 20-something 20 movies. So if you want to get in contact with me, you can. I produce content for accessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I am Mike Doeys on Twitter. I am Michael Doeys on Facebook. If you do add me as a friend, just let me know you found me from IACast. You can find me producing shortcuts at beyondthegallery.app. And my website has all my stuff at michaeldoeys.com. And I'm all around the internet, so just search for me. All right. So we appreciate everybody that's been on the stream, everybody that's listening to the show as uh, it comes out in uh, on your podcast program of choice. You could always leave us feedback at, iaccess- at feedback at iaccessibility.net, and we really enjoy your comments, so keep them coming. Don't forget the Slack community, iaccessibility.net slash Slack. Yes, we have our Slack community. It's been relatively quiet today. I think we didn't have any posts, so we miss you guys. So Right, it makes me sad. No yeah. Slack people. So it's been an amazing Get show. Get we Right. <laughs> we want to hear your, your feedback, and if you feel that Apple has stepped up their game. And I guess at the end of this, I'm a yes. Aaliyah is a... No. And Jason is... Eh, I'm not sure. <laughs> See, but no is part of that sentence, so... Fine. <laughs> that fence is starting to hurt, huh, Jason? A <laughs> little bit. That <laughs> might be... Uh... All right. So that'll do it for this episode of the IA Cast. We'll be back next week with a new episode... And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iaccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iaccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2020.
2019 iAccessibility LLC.